Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid, so scared to do what I wanted. In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made, and I wish that I could talk to me and tell me I can change. Don't be afraid, just walk with your Welcome to Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery. This is Monica Richardson, and I am your host. Today is September 28th, 2017, and I decided to do a show last minute so that we could uh, talk about whatever we want to talk about. Let me do the chat. I forgot to do the chat. So that if you want to go into the chat room, you can. We still have a lot of people in that chat room, and I don't know why it's gotten so quiet. It's because I forget to do this. All right, so I want to talk about, and and let's put the number out there. The call-in is 818-475-9211, 818-475-9211. And I'm going to navigate uh, the Facebook group as well so that people will know. Um, let me see, where did you go? Where did it go? Oh, my God, it's not here now. Sorry. Uh, I want to talk about something that happened to me the other day that I thought was um, oh, this is super weird. I just posted something and it's like not here. Very strange. Okay, I don't know what's going on. I know I put it up there. All right, well I'm going to repost it. This is super weird. Um, all right. Uh, first off, if you're listening for the first time, um, Monica. And I left AA in 2011, and I was in it for 36 years, uh, really in it. I think that there were things that I, um, there were a couple years, not a couple, but about 10 years, once I had uh, children that I kind of pulled away, which was really a good thing, and I'm glad that I did that. Uh, I want to make a really quick, sort of like not an announcement, but to parents, if anybody's out there, these are some resources that are non 12 step. The Center for Motivation and Change out of New York. Jeff Foote created it, F O O T E, and he has a really great book called Beyond Addiction. This is for people who love people with issues. Stephen Slate, uh, you can find him in New York. He works for uh, the St. Jude's Retreats. They are coming out with a new book really soon. The Center for Optimal Living, created by Andrew Tatarsky. Uh, and then in San Diego, Tom Horvath created Practical Recovery. Uh, we have Dr. Mark Kern, Dr. Adi Jaffe, and Dr. Emily Cavell in Los Angeles, PhDs that specialize in non-12-step health, harm reduction, and moderation techniques. Uh, 
You can head to a smart recovery meeting, a moderation management, SOS, Women for Sobriety, or Craft for Families. Then there's a place called Non-12-Step, created by Mary Ellen Barnes and Ed Wilson, which is great for anybody, but maybe especially for professionals who need complete privacy. You can find them in Palos Verdes. Again, it's called Non-12-Step.com. Please ask questions. Don't believe what's on their website. See what their credentials are. And most people do not need sober living. All righty. I'm having trouble. Um, the chat is not loading. So uh, nobody's called in. 818-475-9211. And I'm going to write this. Hold on. I'm going to write this. 818. Uh, my, my computer is actually acting really weird. 818-475-9211. Um, all right. You call in and people will get like three minutes or whatever, a couple of minutes to just kind of give their their gripe. Oh, there it is. That's why. What am I doing? Um, just dial. Hold on. I just got to tell somebody else. And just bear with me. I am micromanaging here. Multitasking. 9211. Uh, all right. So I want to talk what happened. So my Nordstrom is closing. The Nordstrom's near me that's been there for 25, 6, 7 years is closing in a couple of days. And they have like this little cafe and I like going there periodically and they have these really, really good salmon and good salads and stuff like that. So I knew it was closing so I went very specifically to um, have the food and grab a bite, right? So I go, it's like late lunchtime, and there's all these women, you know, it's like women lunching, and a lot of them actually look like steppers to me. Most people are drinking iced tea and water. And uh, um, and I decide that, and I actually really rarely drink during the daytime. It just, unless I'm on vacation or traveling in Europe, I really don't. I don't like it. It makes me sleepy, and I drink mostly on Thursday or Friday, Saturday night when I have a glass or two of wine or one or two drinks. But I decided that I was going to have, like, order some white wine to have with this salmon and some risotto and beer blank sauce. And so I said, but I know that I can't handle that, so I said, give me an iced tea, too. And as I'm walking out, I see a woman sitting with another woman in one of the booths that's from my old women's meeting. And I walk, you have to leave the restaurant, go to the bathroom, and come back. And while I'm in the bathroom, walking in, this voice says, oh, my God, like, you should go back and cancel the wine, and I was like, "What the? F- what did you just like? What did you just think? No, 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 we're not canceling the wine, you know, because there's a stepper in there." Now, mind you, I'm gone like six years, and I'm like misty programming, whatever, right? I feel like I'm, I'm pretty much an expert in deprogramming from AA if there's going to be one, right? Uh, that it really shocked me that this thought popped into my head because if I'm out. Like anywhere else now, a bar or parties, even Hollywood parties we're at, and I see people in AA that both Kevin and I know, it doesn't it doesn't affect me like that. It's like, you know, who cares? Uh, it doesn't matter. Most people know that we've left. and But this was really weird. And so um, I made sure, you know, I was like, yep. Uh, she actually didn't see me, and if she did, I don't know if she saw me. And I sat and I um, ordered the food and had it and honestly could only drink half of it because I felt the buzz. And I was driving, so I you know, I was going to have some iced tea and then I had to do some shopping for a baby shower I'm going to. So I enjoyed it all. I was on, you know, just 
on my phone and, you know, as I ate and drank half a beautiful glass of wine with this salmon that I'll probably never have again because when they move, uh, this Nordstrom's moving to Century City, they said they're never going to bring, they're not bringing this food with them. It's going to be a different menu. So the story is that, you know, I wanted to talk about it, that people who are leaving um, and have left, uh, I don't think anybody, hold on, let me see if anybody's in the queue. Nobody's in the queue. 818 Four seven five ninety two eleven. The next thing that I want to talk about is the relief of being gone because you don't have to go to a meeting and share, which I put in my little, uh, you know, in the in the uh, description here about. And, and I and I know there's a lot of people in deprogramming from AA or any twelve step group. Uh, and if those of you have just found the podcast, so I have about five. Uh, f- this thing is not loading at all. It's too bad. Okay, forget the chat room. It's not working. Uh, I want to read off the groups that I have. So leaving AA, there's one with like people holding hands up in the air. That's like just a community. It's not just a community, but I didn't know what I was doing when I started. So communities are really different than private groups. Um, people can't post, like, um, start conversations. So I realized, oh, that's like, we need to have, uh, like, it work like a blog. So it's just straight up leaving AA. It's a closed group. It means you have to ask to get in. you got to answer the questions or we're not letting you in because too many trolls get in unless we do that. Uh, then the next thing is um, thir- the 13th step to film. Those of you who don't know it, I made a documentary. It's on Amazon and Vimeo. Uh, please write a review if you've seen it. Write the review on Amazon, though. I would suggest you watch it on Vimeo. Vimeo is a much better cut of this. I like that cut better. Say no to AA for DUI or any uh, professional extortion. Please join that group. That's a public group. I left it public on purpose so people can find it. And we talk about um, pilots, nurses, and doctors who are being extorted, as well as there's other, uh, lots of other people who get extorted to attend Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, Expose AA. So this is um, Expose AA is a closed group. It's called Expose AA Alcoholics Anonymous Activism, and uh, there's about 264 members in here now. It's a really good group, and we really try to expose any aspect of the promotion. Um, but there's also, you know, I have a, a post up about whether we could work with good people that are in AA about stopping court ordering because. There are actually a lot of people in AA who want to stop that, and there's a little bit of um, discussion about that. And then deprogramming. And then I made um, Make AA Safer. Activism is a closed group, which I kind of wish I would have started that right away. There were a lot of people who were in it, still in AA, who want to make it safer. And you can reach out to me, and um, I I can teach you how to make a, um, a safety workshop, which I did, and give you my pamphlets and all that stuff. Um, let me see. Uh, Alrighty, let's go back here to the radio. Still nobody called in. 818-475-9211. I might be alone here. So I decided to do this on the fly. And if I did this, uh, another planning, maybe I should plan it like way in advance and then people could figure it out, right? People could, um, they could call in. Uh, All right, so back to the reason that I did this. The reason I did it was the story that I told you about the restaurant. 
And I know a lot of people deal with it. They either care, they don't care, the anxiety. If they live in a small town, it happens even more. You feel like you're not, you know, you can't just be yourself. Uh, I know a gay guy who was, uh, he actually was a therapist who, he left West Hollywood. He couldn't stand it. Like he couldn't be sitting. He told me a story where I did meet him in person, and uh, he moved back to Ohio uh, to be near his family and really to get away the steppers to get away from the steppers in West Hollywood, if you can believe that, which I can believe. He said that, so there's like a lot of cute cafes in West Hollywood where you can sort of be sitting outside on a table and say he was going to have a glass of wine with his lunch or dinner. And they would actually have the nerve to come up to him and say like, oh, uh, hi, and be looking at like the wine and then looking back at him like, like what? Like what is it your fucking business anyway that you're looking at what's on my table here? But as those of us who know who've been in there, they have some pretty bold people in there and pretty crazy people, and um, there's some nice people left behind. So what happened? Oh yeah, the rest of the story was the woman who I um, I uh, was in the restaurant. Um, I left, and you know we didn't see each other. She didn't see me, so I just like walked out. But then later down, I saw her in the makeup area, and she was very, very nice, and she just said how much they miss me, and they, you know, that, uh, that I'm well missed, that there's you know, nobody like me. And I'm like, yeah, there's, there's nobody like any of us, right? There's nobody like you. There's nobody like all the different people that were in that group. We are unique, and I, I hate, that is one thing I always hated that was said in AA about, oh, you know, you, you, in, what is it, was um something unique uh, eternally, right? Is that the stupid line, eternally uniqueness, and that we're all just the same? It's like, you know what? What is this, like uh, it's like Hitler's training camp here? The funny thing about some of it is that, you know, Frank Buckman, who created the Oxford Groups, which later became, uh, you know, AA, Bill, and um, I think Bill really did it, taking the six steps to 12 steps to make it look like it's like the 12 fucking apostles, um, that it really, uh, anyway, it needs to, it needs to get really, really small or I think go away. You know, some people are like, oh, you don't want to like destroy Alcoholics Anonymous. It's like, you know, I don't think I'm capable of destroying Alcoholics Anonymous, but I sure should want to expose it. And I want it to get the bleep out of my court system. I want it out of probation. I don't ever want to see it in a contract between a pilot and um, his employers, I don't want to have nurses sent there. I don't want to have doctors sent there. Um, I don't want teenagers sent there. I don't want someone who has a pipe with no drugs in Ohio sent there. You want to find out why Ohio has one of the biggest problems with opiates? Well, let's just look at how big AA is in the Ohio system. Um, the big mother of, uh, you know, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. 818-475-9211. Nobody's calling in. There's just crickets. Um, I'm just going to keep talking, and uh, I only have 15 more minutes, so we can talk about other things. The things that... It's interesting. Some people have been contacting me about how to sue Alcoholics Anonymous or... Uh, let me see find this one guy who contacted me. It was very, very interesting. Now I can't... Oh, here it is. All right. So um, 
we'll just call him by his first name. His name is Joseph. And he was talking about, uh, oh, 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 hold on. Um, you know what? I can't read it all and then kind of discern it out to you guys. But basically, uh, you want to look at how can we stop court ordering? How can um, we expose fraudulent sober living and rehabs and fraudulent drug testing? Uh, well, that's a subject we can I can talk about. So for those of you who don't know, um, here we go again, 818-475-9211. If you want to call in, please call in and... We'll give you your time to talk about whatever you want as a next stepper, as if we were just at a next stepper meeting or a meetup. Um, uh, basically, we made a sizzle reel, and what that is is like a short. But it's not that short. It was like you know we interviewed five people, so you have five hours of interview time, and you you know you get it down to about 28 minutes, and then you got to get that down to about 10 minutes. So we did that, and we're going to pitch it to a major network and uh, try to get a limited series, six or eight episodes, to expose fraudulent sober living, which the FBI is totally onto, and they have been closing places uh, and have opened investigations in Florida and in Southern California, and I believe that there's been some in New Jersey. Some have even gone to jail. Um, there's one guy who got 25 years down in Florida, pretty big story. And there's a lot, you know, like, you know, some of it is like there's $200,000 worth of um, of uh, insurance fraud. So you have the, all the insurance fraud, and then you have Chris Batham here who was making about $30 million a year, and that there's a, that's a really big number of the insurance fraud that he was doing, and he was also doing criminal activity as well. Uh, so, um, back to the, so the reason, the point we're doing this is people have always said to me, um, you know, making it safer, don't make it safer, Monica, just let it get sicker and sicker and get filled with all the predators and rapists and pedophiles and it will just get so disgusting that all the good people will leave and it will sort of self implode on itself. And I said, well, to that one, I don't feel good about that. I'd like to warn the people that are in there and let's warn the public. And, you know, the people think it's a benign um, support group, and it isn't. And uh, then people would say, you need to follow the money, follow the money. And so what, what do you want to follow? They want to follow the dollars that people put in the basket that they send to New York, a percentage of what they, you know, send to their local area and district, blah, 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 right? And, you know, granted, New York does have um, millions of dollars, you know, millions of dollars, New York has. And it's worth, I don't know, 20, 30 million, and I'm sure they have insurance policies. But they like to separate themselves and say they're not a part of, you know what I mean, that they're not um, responsible. And I think, you know, somebody, maybe it'll be a lawyer who was in AA who left who will help this lawsuit, but... When you do the wrongful deaths or all the sexual harassment, and I know I, I, if I'm repeating myself, bear with me, but I was really excited when I figured this out, that if you work for AA, if you are a working for a nonprofit, that means when you are of service, you're like a volunteer in a nonprofit organization. 
and you could sue your group, you could sue your area, but most of all, New York, and here's the way it works. New York asks you to be a GSR. They promote that they want to get more GSRs. Why do you want that? Why do you want to be connected to the groups when you then turn on the members and say, oh, we don't, we don't tell the groups how to act. Oh, you want a GSR, which is a general service rep. What, what do you want? Do you want a general service? What about a treasurer? When you, when you want your treasurer, they start asking you for money. They start sending you envelopes. But that's a connection to Alcoholics Anonymous. You have area meetings that then lead to a delegate that lead to a delegate that goes to New York and, the, and is at the General Service Assembly every year in April in New York City. And you spend almost a million dollars on sitting around and talking for a week. What are you talking about? Are you talking about their safety of your members? Are you talking about the fact that pilots, nurses, and doctors are being sent to your fucking shitty organization against their will? And in your tenets and traditions, you say that only people who, you know, the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking, that you can't force people here, that that doesn't work. And yet, on the other flip side, you have on all over your website how you pursue going into hospitals. Why don't you get the fuck out of mental wards in Cedar sinai Why don't you stop taking your panels into UCLA all of those places that you promote, you have pamphlets on going into prison and getting prisoners involved in Alcoholics Anonymous, both in while they're in prison and then when they're on probation, guess what's involved with probation? Not that you can't, you can't drink and you can't use any drugs. Now they're still telling you what to do once you serve your time and you leave prison. They're also telling you that you need to go to AA or NA meetings. That happens too. So you have your cake and you eat it, right, Alcoholics Anonymous, big motherfucker institution out there. And, you know, you like to say when someone's daughter gets murdered by an AA guy that, we, oh, we don't, we, we don't have any comment. We're starting to sound like Scientology. You don't have any comment. Why? You pursue a connection with every group in the country by having a GSR, by knowing who the secretary and the treasurer are, that I know for a fact that you collected all the names and numbers and emails and phone numbers from the people who were GSRs and every other service commitment in the general service structure when I was a GSR in 2009 and 10. So you are completely involved at the group level touching the lives of one member at a time. So when AA says this shit, it pisses me off. And what we need, finally, will be a lawyer who understands AA. And there was a rape case up in, I went to Ventura to see the sentencing of an AA guy. And what we saw there was a judge, a female judge, and a... Um, and the lawyer, he was a district attorney. I should really interview that guy about that case. He was so interesting. So both the judge and the DA understood that AA is a different dynamic and that this rapist was using his position in Alcoholics Anonymous to for the women to trust him. And they were actually like, there was a bunch of dudes, like they looked like they were these old farts, like all these guys in their 70s who were like sitting there like, 
almost like school kids, you know, like, no, we're here to support him, and, you know, can we get his, help him out? I was like, what are, they, what are you doing? Like, go home. Like, he raped these women, and it was more than one. Um, it looks to me like we ain't having anybody call in, and I talked for 25 minutes. There's five minutes left, so this will just have been a short show that I guess... I needed to say some things, so I said some things. And I encourage you to say some things and for you to create your own blog on WordPress, which you can do for free. And if you're somebody who's been abused in um, sober living, or even like I have Leaving AA, we could have a Leaving OA, you know, dot com blog. That Facebook is great, but let me tell you something. When you Google um, I think it's really important to go into the buy that domain, and I think there should be a leaving NA site, and uh, there should be, uh, you know, a watchdog for um, sober living, Southern California, you know, and somebody who knows about this stuff. You can do it anonymously. Um, you could create yourself a handle so that nobody knows who you are. Last four minutes. Anybody want to call in? Eight one eight four seven five. 9211. Nobody's calling in. Uh, let me see. Let me go back to this other page and see. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at makeaasafer at gmail.com. Don't be uh, frightened by the the name, you know, that I'm not in AA anymore. Like I said, I left. And, uh, you know, yeah, nobody's, nobody's calling in. Um, everybody got cold feet or everybody's busy. Right, they're busy living their life, which is a good thing. Uh, I'm going to go to the Drug Policy Alliance conference in Atlanta in two weeks. If you want to do a, an extepper meetup, if any extepers are going to be there, please join me. Uh, I think I'll post it. Um, maybe I'll post it next week in the groups that I'm, I'll be at the Drug Policy Alliance meeting in um, Atlanta, and I would love to meet any of you who I know. Uh, yeah. So next week we are going to interview. I'm really, really happy about this. We are interviewing Wendy McIntyre. She um, was in our sizzle reel. Um, Wendy McIntyre is a mother whose son died from a heroin overdose while residing at a sober living home called the Safe House. She formed Jared's Law, a nonprofit which aims to shine a light on the treatment process, highlighting what works and what doesn't, and advocating for um, effective treatment. Change the laws to provide effective oversight of the drug treatment industry, which has placed profit over people, and hold existing drug treatment and detox centers accountable for violating the rights of um, addicted persons and their families violating laws and stealing from the taxpayers. Those are in her own words. So she will be on my show next week, Tuesday at 4 o'clock. And then the following week, we're going to have on Stephen Slate. He was set to be on, but he, he was sick with the cold, so we moved his scheduling. And then also, if you're listening to this and you're a professional, uh, would like to speak on my show, you can contact me again at makeasafer at gmail.com and let me know what you do and uh, see if we can have you on the show. All right? So I want to thank you all for calling in. No, just kidding. Oh, here's somebody. All right. Who's, who do we got on the phone here? <laughs> Hi. Hello? 
Hello, can you hear me? Do you want to talk? I guess not. We have a number. Somebody called in. I'm going to put you back on. Do you want to want to talk? We have a minute and 45 seconds. I guess not. All right. I'm going to. I don't know. Let's see here. Um, hey there. Do you want to you want to talk? Is it? Can you hear me? I can. Yes. Hi, Monica. This is um, Janina. How are you? Hi. Who is this? Janina. Oh, hi, Janina. How you doing? Good. How are you? I was listening, and I was um, listening, and I just love your work. Thank you so much, and I'm really glad that I found you. Oh, you're welcome. And, uh, and then the whole dynamic of, of AA, it really it disturbs me. I mean, I mean, the way you, when you say, fuck this, and I, I'm, I'm the same way. And the meaning of fellowship, which is really, it really, it's bizarre for me, the whole meaning of fellowship, which I feel that they're not, it's the people in there, it's, there's not, they weren't that helpful, at least for me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because when I, when I was there, you know, I met somebody, and um, I thought I was at a safe place. I had no clue, and I really thought I was at a safe place, and I did end up meeting someone, and I ended up marrying, and um, it took me quite a long time to find out if it was more than somebody who was in the, what we call an alcoholic because I got very confused with the big book, very yeah. confused because I was I was a – really into the big book, going to the big book meetings, going to the 12 and 12, and 12 step meetings and really getting into it and reading and reading. And the, the writing of, of, you know, the big book, the parts yeah. were identifying what an alcoholic was, what he was, Bill was putting in the different types of alcoholics and what they do. And, right. and, right. and yeah, and, and it just, it was so, I was trying to figure it all out because I was married, and things weren't jarring with me. Things weren't, it wasn't happening. And then they talk about domestic violence and how it's, it's normalized. It seems like all the abuse is normalized in the big mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even in the, with the people, too. And I That's would try to point. reach out. Yeah. I was yeah. trying to re- reach out. And then I'm finding, I'm, in my findings, I remember, because it was just crazy, I came out and I did my own research, so I had to go out into just other personality disorders. And then I recall, I recall at, there was a time there was a meeting they called a dual diagnose meeting. Did you yeah. hear of that? Yeah. Yeah, I think they've done away with that since over here. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, it didn't come across my my brain back then. But now I'm I'm really I'm looking at this. Okay, so we're sitting in the meeting. And I could be next to anybody, any kind of crazy person, but they don't care. See, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Because the whole idea is that these people are supposed to better themselves. There's supposed to be a change because they talk about the 12 steps. However, like you said, and what I understand, the only requirement is just to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of contradictions, a lot of contradictions, right. yeah. you know, and, and a lot of bullshit 
So you had all different types of people there, and someone like me that entered the program thinking it's a safe place, and I'm like, yeah, I got this stuff. I understand this stuff. I'm, I was Catholic, and it's sort of similar, and then I started getting brainwashed, and then right. just, and then you're going, I'm trying to get some help here, going to my ex-husband's sponsor saying, hey, you know, something is just not right, what he's doing, it's abuse, and the guy had not been supposedly um, not drinking or whatever for 30 years, okay? And I went to the sponsor, and he says, well, did you ever think there was something wrong with you? And I know there wasn't anything wrong with me because I literally went through what we call what we call abuse, and I do believe probably in the program that there are they are definitely sick people, as you were saying, you know, the jail people. So they're yep. narcissists. I I know it. I know yep. it. Yep. Yep. And now they look at you like I I've been working with a stepper because I need a job, and I'm trying to tell him that you're just your brainwashed, dude. And he's like, and then he's like, you're so angry. You're so angry with AA. I go, yes, I am. Yes, I am. He goes, well, the people, they're looking at you. They're looking down on you or whatever. And the way they're brainwashed is they really believe in the God bill. And then I get, then he was explaining the stepper that I was talking to. Mm -hmm. Actually, he's not even a stepper. He doesn't do the steps. He just goes in the meetings. He's just saying the whole story about Bill. And I'm like, so? I go, do you understand that he was screwing around with his wife? Because you know why? I, and, I, and I said, but this, the 12 steps indicates that you're not supposed to be doing any harm to anyone else. That's right. So if you're advocating, if AA is advocating 12 steps, and yet there's no desire, and then the requirement is the desire to stop drinking, but then, he, then there's suggestions, but then there's must in the big book. It says you must do this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so my brain is, so right. back then I was, you know, I was getting it, but then when you see other people not doing it, and it's just, we, it shouldn't be, okay? It just shouldn't be a, a whatever they call it, a fellowship, this kind of um, yeah. way of helping people. Because it's actually someone like me. No, I mean I'm glad that I'm alive. Seriously, I'm I'm alive. The strength right. came from within from within me, from me doing my research. Because I remember listening to in your blogs, you were talking to um oh, I, I don't I forgot his name, and he says that people will commit suicide in that program. Mm-hmm. People like people who are have a lot of compassion, people who have empathy. You know, eventually they can they will commit suicide. So it's very there's too many contradictions. It's all bullshit. It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. I'm pissed mm-hmm. off at Bill Wilson when he writes about to the wives. And if you have oh. a healthy freaking if you have a healthy mind, Monica, what freaking husband is going to keep leaving the house to go to a freaking meeting when your priority is supposed to stay home and you? You know, you interact with the family and have a good old time and do the right thing. That's doing the right thing. Not going right. to the meetings and keep giving to those bastards. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know, I think the book is so uh, it's so antiquated that if you look at even Christianity had a huge spurt in its growth when they rewrote and had like, um, 
you know, where there was like the reborn people, I think it was during the 80s, that there was a new movement where they changed some of the strict rules. Like, you know, when I went to church, we wore like a, you know, a thing on your head and white gloves, and we sang in, in and we sang in Latin and said prayers in Latin when I was a little girl. And you know, even the Catholic Church like kind of freaking updated itself. You know what I mean? Because they wanted to become relevant in in like probably you know the 1970s, 1980s, and then were actually attacked you know viciously as they needed to be for child um, uh, sexual abuse. And I find it really interesting that they think you know we're talking about all these chapters. And, you know, uh, and I'm with you, like, to the, it's like, why are you even reading? And I was like a big books, you know, stepper, going and meeting person, too, you know, thinking, oh, I'm going to, you know, really study this fucking book like it means anything. And, uh, you know, when you look at the, like, even the part about more about alcoholism, it says, and, you know, science may one day accomplish this, but it hasn't done so yet. And I'm like, you know, you guys need to, like, you know, get with the program here. Like, science has accomplished a lot. And I actually got to speak at a meeting that this guy asked me to speak at over in Silver Lake recently. It's really cathartic. And I, I, it's one of the things I said. I was like, why are you sitting here believing this shit? And, like, you know, and some of them that were really brainwashed were really young. The older people were kind of, like, you know, kind of on the same page as me. But they were really brainwashed, and I, I, I mean, I'm really glad you called in. Our time is up, and I just let you talk because it, it doesn't matter. Like, this, <laughs> my time, I don't even know whether it's recording anymore, but I did. I am so happy um, that you called in. And you're call, are you calling from New England? Yes, I am. We have a lot of, a lot of meetings here. Yeah. 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 But, you know, we're, I think the word is out, right? Here's what I think. I don't know if you heard me say this. But it, you know, came to me that people need to create more blogs and uh, whatever, like, if it could be focused, you know what I mean? And I don't know that you're the one for this because we're, we're kind of on the same page already. But we have people leaving OA. Um, there's people, there's no, like, leaving Narcotics Anonymous site yet. And it really will help people leave, like what Leah Remini is doing for Scientology, although we think we need our Leah Remini. You know, we need a famous person who was in it, who's left, who thinks it's fucking nuts. Well, that, well, that, aren't you heading that way? Yeah, but I'm not famous. I'm not like, you know, I was, I didn't have a TV show for 11 years like Leah did. You know? We're going to get in touch with somebody then or something and you work with them. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. We're working on it. I mean, we created the sizzle reel that we're trying to, we're going to expose the sober living or rehab. you can and create yourself. You can create yourself and you will become famous. <laughs> you know what I'm well, I'm fa- I, I am famous for exposing Alcoholics Anonymous. I think I am famous in the a whatever, whatever level, right? But I'm talking about if we could just get an actor, or even like a writer who is. We know they're out there, but will they talk? Right. Anyway, I, we got. I've got to get off the the, the thing here at radio. But I want to thank you, Janina, for calling in. You said some great things. Oh, right, we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Definitely. All right. Goodbye, everybody. We're going to see you again next week. I'm going to have on Wendy McIntyre, and then we're going to have on Stephen Slate the following week. And we'll try to do another one of these mock mocktails, mock ex-stepper meetings. And maybe if I plan it in the future enough, you know, people can call in and we'll have more of a next-stepper meeting. But, but either way, it's all good. Have a great weekend, everybody. And you too, Janina. Have a great weekend. Thanks. And we'll see you Thanks. next week. All right.